Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. See, fasting is the is a test. A fasting tests where our heart is. Amen. It reveals your commitment to God. See, it's a time to reflect the inner desire by outer discipline. See, many of us want to get closer to God, but we won't spend the time with him to get closer. Amen. So it's to reflect the inner desire. Like, what am I desiring right now? Right. Right. By our outer discipline for God. It must match. If you desire God, you must spend time with him. See, so think about it. If our heart reveals that it's with God and not the world, a mighty blow is struck into Satan's camp. Are you with me? Come on. See, a fast, fasting is a way to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. It's a way to put him first. Fasting reduces the power of self so God can go deeper, do a deeper work in you. How many are excited about that? See, when we do a fast, we kind of break it up in, in three weeks. So you have a sheet with you, um, a, a butt, you know, so you can kind of follow that. See, some, some people do a complete Daniel's fast, right? Fruits and vegetables. You can add a little fish to it. Amen. But you don't necessarily have to do a Daniel's fast. I read the Bible. Hopefully you read it as well, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mandate us to do a Daniel's fast, Right. So you can fast anything. Some people are fasting social media. Amen. But it's, it's really the time to connect with God. Amen. And, you know, some people would just focus on certain sweets that they have. Just, I'm going to deny myself. But the, the but the key is to spend that time with the Lord. Yeah. Right. I like to fast food because food is the closest thing to us. Right. It's the hardest thing to give up. Right. So to, so whatever foods that you normally eat. Put it aside and say, I'm going to spend more time with the Lord. Are you with me? So we break it up in three weeks. So that first week is very important that we consecrate ourselves. It's time to get all the junk out. Amen. That first week is the process. The process of all the stuff you ate during the holidays is going to come up. Eventually, because usually when you put something in, it really. All right. But it's a time to really consecrate yourself, right? So the Holy Spirit will reveal your spiritual condition at this time. As you deny yourself and you seek the Lord, say, Lord, what is going on with me? What sin do I need to give up, right? What What bad habit do I have? What stronghold, Lord God? What unhealthy attachments? I have, Lord God. God, will, the Holy Spirit will reveal those things to you. Amen. So Isaiah 58, 8, it says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you will break every yoke? Is this not the fast? This is the type of fast that God's calling us to do. Are you mean? Are you with me? That first week is important to get out all the impurities. Amen. So then that second week, that second week. So now that we're cleansed 
feeling real good. We're connected to the Lord all over again, right? We want to ask God for a vision. What's the vision you're giving me, God? What's the vision, right? Or God will rekindle the vision he already gave you, right? So what's the vision that I have? See, fasting renews spiritual vision and faith. Are you with me? Because without a vision, the people perish, right? What's the vision for my family? What's my next career move? What's my ministry goals, Lord? How can I be used by you, God? Amen. Are you with me? So that second week is asking God for a vision. And then that third week, Lord, how do I implement this plan you gave me? What steps do I need to take? Con- um, connect me to the right people, the right place at the right time. Are you with me? How many want to break through this year? Yes. Come on. Am I in the right place? Have you ever felt like you were on the verge of a breakthrough? Like you ever felt that feeling like I'm, I know I'm on, I'm tapping into something right now. I feel like I'm on the cusp of something. And then all of a sudden you just, you're faced with such opposition. That is the first sign that you are on the verge of a breakthrough. Amen. See, when you're on the verge of a breakthrough into something major, rather it's a blessing, a major opportunity, a major dream to come true, whatever, you can just sense it. You know that you've been praying. You know the Lord has answered your prayers. You know you, your faith is real strong. Amen. You've been connecting with God. You know that you've been doing all the things that you're supposed to do as a believer. And then all of a sudden, you're faced with such opposition. Here's the thing. The consistent pattern throughout the Bible is that every significant move of God is preceded by a season of increasingly difficult, discouraging opposition. When God moves, Satan responds. That means you're in the right place. If God's moving and Satan is starting to attack you, just say, praise God, I'm on the verge of a breakthrough. Like something is about to happen. Not something, something is about to happen. Something. Somebody say something. Yeah, something's about to happen. See, what happens is Satan is attacking your supposed to be happy place. You're supposed to be happy place. He's attacking where you're going. The place that God's sending you to influence others. You're supposed to be happy place. What God's calling you to do. Amen. As soon as God give you that vision, Satan is like, I'll meet you there. You're always, you will always be met with opposition wherever God's calling you. Whatever God's telling you to, to do, you will always be met with opposition. Amen. So when, when David was anointed king, right, like Saul was his boy, like his father, right, to him, right? He was excited. Like he gave him his clothes to go to defeat uh, Goliath and all of that. But as soon as Samuel come and anoint him as king, Saul started to act the fool. Like, what happened? You were with me, right? You were like my mentor. Then all of a sudden, you become my enemy. Amen? 
So, so, so Saul was attacking David's happy place, supposed to be happy place. He was attacking for him becoming king. He knew that he was a threat. Anytime that, that Satan identifies you as a threat, he will try to cause havoc in your life. Amen. But if you're not serving God and you're still being afflicted, don't blame the enemy. You can, but it's a different enemy. The enemy sometimes is in a mean. So sometimes we cause our own affliction. Don't start blaming God and the enemy because you're going through this, you're going through that, you're going through that. At some point, you must break the cycle. You know, like I, if I'm going to be afflicted, I want to do it for the Lord. I want to do it for the Lord, not for the world. Uh, that's something that's a different message that maybe Pastor P can share that next week. Amen. See, the Israelites was free. They was free. Like God set them free from bondage, right, from slavery. And then he says he didn't just set them free. So God don't just bring you out of something. He always puts you into something. Right. So so God was bringing them, putting them into a place. And then all of a sudden they were met with giants in the land, in the land. So so the enemy met them in the promised land. So that was their supposed to be a happy place. Amen. And so they were faced with such opposition. Amen. It seems like whenever we started this church, it seems like every location we went to, we were met with such opposition. Amen. Everything was hard. Everything was hard. It was like we was we, we were under such attack. I was thinking, I said, this is supposed to be a blessing, not a curse. It felt like a curse. We were met every single location. I've been meditating on every location that this, this church has put its foot on. Amen. It was such an attack. But here's what the Lord will say to you, to say to us right now. I will go back to each location and gather up all of the seed that was sown, all the labor, all the sacrifice. I'm gathering every seed. I'm going to bring it into 2019 and everything will make sense. Everything will make sense. And this will be the season of breakthrough. Everything will make sense right now. And you will enjoy the harvest. Because he said he's going to go back. He's going to gather up every seed that was on. God never forgets how much we sacrifice. He never forgets how much he sacrificed. And here's what the Lord would say to you too. Even further, I'm going to go back to the northeast, south, and west. All the years of labor, that all the seeds that you sown, I'm gathering every seed, and I'm bringing it into 2019. Enjoy the harvest, he will say to you. Enjoy the harvest. Breakthrough. It's not. See, what the Lord is saying to us right now, the Lord is saying to us right now, he's saying this. It will not be a season where I'm about to do something. He says, it will be done. It will be done. See, it's not about what he's going to do. It's what he's doing. It's what he's doing. It's what he's doing. Are you with me? How many need a breakthrough? 
How many need a breakthrough this season? How many feel like you're on the verge of a breakthrough this season? Come on, I got a few people with here, so maybe if I keep going, I will gather some more people. Amen? Come on, God, you're about to break through some stuff. You're about to break through some stuff. Oh, yeah. God's got his eyes on you. He's been having his eyes on you from the day of birth. Amen? He knows exactly where you are right now. He knows exactly where, he, where, where you're going. Amen? And it's nothing. You see, you are so forceful right now. You're so powerful. And God says you will break through. You will break through. You will break through. Hallelujah. See, why do we face so much opposition? Why do we face so much opposition? We need a little more than this. This ain't working. Somebody, Somebody help a brother out. Why do we face so much opposition? Because God is invading what Satan considers his territory. Yeah. Yeah. There's areas in your life Satan is trying to take over. There's areas in, in your life where Satan is trying to own. And God's like, no. I'm going to invade that area. Satan loves to attack the mind. He see how much we struggle in our mind. So he's trying to attack our minds, our thoughts. Amen. God's saying that I'm going to break those cycles of, of, of those negative thoughts right now. I'm going to invade the enemy's plans and his territory. Amen. He's going to set people free. So I'm going to renew your mind. During this fast, if you sacrifice, will you do what you need to do? You get, you pray and you get closer to me. I am going to renew your mind. You're going to come out different. Amen. The enemy has no place in your mind any longer. It is done. God's going to give you a new way of thinking, a new way of thinking. I rebuke the enemy's plans, those lies that he put in your mind right now, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. See, you have to forgive me today because I'm excited because the Lord said you need to go and you need to war. You need to, you need to war. You need to fight the enemy today. Can, you, can we fight the enemy together? Can you fight the enemy together? I'm a little excited this morning because we have the victory. We're going to come out of this church today. We're going to walk out victorious. That's right. We're going to walk. You came in defeated, but you're going to walk out as a warrior, a victorious warrior right now. Amen. Are you with me? Come on. Somebody got to get excited other than me this morning. Breakthrough it. Breakthrough is here. This is a season of breakthrough. You know what I'm saying either. This is a season of breakthrough. That's right. That's right. Come on. Amen. See, Satan is scared because God is invading his territory. So you are in a good place if you're facing opposition right now. God's giving you an area to invade. Right? If we're not encountering opposition, it's likely we are not attacking a strategic location. What's your assignment? That's why we need to pray and ask God for a vision. What what do I need to attack? What do I need to invade, Lord? See, where the enemy is fortifying his forces is where we must focus our assault. Breakthrough is coming. 
And where the enemy is fortified, there is going to be a fierce fight if we are going to achieve a breakthrough. See, we are going to receive volleys of flames and darts. We are going to be attacked on the rear. There will be spies in the camp. There will be spies in the camp. There will be efforts to destroy moral and determination. But we will break through. Say, I will break through. No matter what, I will break through. I will break through. I often wonder why some people break through and others don't. See, some people are good starters, but not great finishers. I was that way in my life, early on in my life. Was a great starter. I used to start different projects, different things. She's laughing. Um, (laughs) Different things around the house. Uh, All these ideas that I have. I was a great starter. Like for for a second, I I had like full steam ahead of me. I had all these ideas. It was great. Man, it was like it seemed like it was like it was meant to be. Like I felt like I was really, really smart. Right? But then I lose steam along the way. That's what some Christians do, right? Just sometimes you come to church, you get motivated. You heard a great message by their preacher. You be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to really do this thing. But whatever happens throughout the week, the storms of life come in. And then all of a sudden, some people either retreat or they become stagnant. Right. For whatever reason, sometimes it's fear or anxiety. Enemy, the Satan loves to use anxiety because anxiety keeps you quiet. It needs to because it needs to have some privacy with you. Amen. Is this you and anxiety? It, it will keep you from moving forward. So you become stagnant and, and sometimes you will retreat. Amen. So remember the story in the boat with the disciples in the boat. Right. And Jesus was just sleeping. Right. We're all familiar with that passages of scripture. But everyone was just going crazy, just full of fear and anxiety. It's like all the waves are going. It was like, oh, man, they were just this is like ridiculous. This is bad. So they went to Jesus. They try to wake him up. Rabbi, Messiah, Jesus. Can you look what's happening? This is a storm going on out there. But they were so, so filled with anxiety amen so i thought to myself thinking about this passage of scripture you imagine if all christians are scared what hope that others will have if christians are afraid if christians are quiet if the if christians is not praying and seeking god any longer because of the storms of life See, God doesn't want us to be quiet. God wants us to use our voices and to praise him and to seek him and to tell people about who he is and how much he's done in my life and how much he'll do for you. He don't want Christians to stay in anxiety, right? Closed in, isolating, amen. He wants you to come out and be the person that he called you to be. Are you with me? The enemy hides the truth by keeping us focused on the lie. Are you with me? So here's the thing. We must 
be willing to press in. If we're going to break through, we must be willing to press in. So instead of simply waiting for our breakthrough, we must create it by pushing the enemy's resistance. Pushing the enemy's resistance. We must follow the example of Apostle Paul. He, he says it in um, Philippians 3, uh, 3 uh, chapter 3, verse 12 and four, through 14. It says, I press on. Say, I press on. Say, I press on. That I may lay hold. Say, I, lay, may, I may lay hold. Yeah, of that which uh, Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself that to have apprehended. But the one thing I do, forgetting these things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press. Say, I press. I press toward. Say, I press toward. The goal for the prize of the upward call of, of God in, in, in Christ Jesus. So to press, it means to exert the maximum, the maximum sustainable effort. It does not refer to releasing a burst of energy, right? And then relaxing for two or three weeks. No, it says to press. It says to press. It says to press a press. Press. See, press. See, breakthroughs are a product of pressing. Breakthroughs are products of pressing. We must continue to press. We need a breakthrough. We, we must press through the enemy's plan, the enemy's line. Are you with me? So here's, so like we, I like watching football, not the Cowboys, although they won yesterday, which was a bad day for all of us. That's all right. I know this is a Steeler, Pittsburgh Steeler football. Um, I know Nick is happy. He is. So can you give Nick a, a round of applause? He, Nick, Nick served with us years ago at the early stages of the church. He did a tremendous job. So I, I thank you for all your service. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that you're blessed when you see all the seed here, all the, all the harvest here. Amen. But he is a Cowboy fan. Lives in Connecticut. He came down to watch the Cowboys. Amen. That's horrible. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, but if you think about football, right? So the, the, the Bible talks about pressing on, pressing, pressing on. So with the thing about football, in order to score, in order to win a game, you must invade the enemy's territory. That's how you win. So you must continue. You must come up with schemes, strategic schemes, right, to invade the enemy's plan. So enemy's territory. So you must continue to press on. You must continue to press on, to press on. That's the way you score. But here's, here's the thing. You can't press without purpose. So you must continue to press with the ball in your hand. So when you get into their end zone, you win. You score, you win. So here's what the Lord is saying to us, that we must continue to press. We must continue. We want to break. We must continue to press and to press and to press. But do not, do not let go 
of the purpose. Do not let go of God's promises. Because Paul says to lay hold, lay hold, right? Everything that Christ has given you, lay hold. So I don't know what your dream is. I don't know what you're praying about. I don't know what you're going through right now, but you keep pressing. You keep pressing. You keep pressing. You, you must invade the enemy's territory. If he's messing with your family, you keep pressing. You keep pressing. But hold on to the promises of God. Are you with me? Hold on to his word. You keep pressing. You keep, eventually you will win the game. You will win. Are you with me right now? Is this making sense to you? You keep pressing. You keep pressing. Amen. So God wants us to grow determined. Determined. Not to be complacent or lethargic. Amen. Or just maintain the status quo. How many want a winning season this year? We want a breakthrough. We must keep going. Keep pressing until we win. Amen. So there's two weapons. There's two weapons we, we, we have at our disposal that we can keep pressing on with. Two, two, two weapons we have to break through. I'm only going to give you one for the sake of time. How am I doing on our time? I'm all right. Okay. So the first one, the first one, you ready? First weapon that we can use to win. First weapon that we can use to break through the enemy's resistance. Prayer. Prayer and supplication. So Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made, made known to God. It is one of our greatest weapons. Prayer. Prayer requires us to speak. Are you with me? We want to break through as a church. We must pray. I know it's not one of the popular things to do, right? But we must pray. We must be a church that prays. Amen. So we, we invite you for the, uh, we have um, a, a few weeks, I think a couple of weeks of, of prayer meetings. We want to break through together. Amen. I think the first one is at my home this week, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We want to pray together and bring all your requests. Amen. That, that you need pr- prayer over. So we want to break through. Uh, prayer sometimes is not the most popular thing for Christians. I don't know why, but prayer should be the number one thing. The prayer should, should draw people to the house of the Lord. Amen. Prayer is the thing that when you get closer to God, you start speaking, you start having a conversation with the Lord. That's how you get to know him better. Right. You read his word and you pray and you recite the word back to him. He give you understanding of his word and who he is. Amen. So prayer. So we must pray. Amen. Prayer must draw people to the house of God. I don't want to know about you, but in my house, amen, our family will pray. Are you with me? There's so many other things that's competing with our time with prayer. This is why we fast. So that way we don't compete. The other things aren't competing with our time with the Lord. It's like I'm going to close my door. I'm not going to do what I normally do. I'm just going to get with the Lord. I'm going to pray. Amen. So we want, so we must pray. God will give you a strategic plan of what you're going through. Amen. 
So you want, you want blessings from God? You must spend time with him. You want a breakthrough in finances? You must pray and ask God, right, for a strategy, a strategy. Don't always ask for God that unex- for the unexpected blessings. <laughs> Amen. God wants to give you a strategic plan. Amen. That unexpected blessings. Amen. So I remember early on, some of my family, they used to always say, they always say this, oh, my hand, my hand is itching. That means I'm about to receive an unexpected blessing. An unexpected blessing is coming. I'm like, well, no, see, tomorrow's Friday and you worked last week. So you're getting paid for the labor that you worked last week. So that's what that's for. Or I think your hand is dirty. You need to wash your hand. The unexpected blessing. So I noticed that some people, they come to church and they, and they like, oh, like, praise God. I'm about to get that unexpected blessing. Unexpected blessing. And those are the ones that usually give sparingly. Right? And so then when they stick, they finally stick their, their money in the offering bucket. The, the offering bucket says, oh, Lord, that's unexpected. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Wow. Their hand must have been itching. <laughs> Come on. Sometimes we have a bunch of itchy Christians in the church. Amen. That unexpected blessing. Amen. See, when you give, when you model, if when God models giving and if you, you try to do what God's doing, amen, you will be, you expect the unexpected all the time. Amen. <laughs> but it says in this verse, it says prayer and supplication. See, it's a type of prayer attitude that we must have. And I love the word supplication. It comes from the Latin verb supplere, which means to plead humbly, ask someone in power for help or favor. It's to humble ourselves and give things over to God. Supplication, to give things over to. Let God be God. Let God fight your battles for you with supplications. You humble yourself. See, in Second Chronicles, it says in seven fourteen, it said, "If my people, who are called by my name, shall what humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear." heal their land it says to humble ourselves first humble ourselves give things over to god let god be god knowing when the battle is not yours it's god knowing when the battle is not yours it's god see god's got a strategic plan for every battle that we face. You want breakthrough this season? We must pray. Pray with supplication. We pray and give things over to God because he has a plan for our lives. Are you with me? See, the best thing the enemy can do for us is to knock us to our knees. That's the best thing he can do for us because it will require us to seek God, to pray to him. Amen. Because he has a plan for our lives. 
So if you are being attacked right now, if you are facing opposition right now, you're in the right place. If you are on your knees praying, breakthrough is coming. You are on the verge of a breakthrough. Are you with me? Come on, you're receiving this. Amen. So, so here's what we're going to do. I want you to stand with me. So we just, I'm just kicking off this series. Pastor Pete and Pastor Ryan will preach the following weeks, and I will close us out. And I'm going to give you some more weapons, amen, to break through. We're going to end the fast. We're going to be celebrating. We're going to be shouting. We're going to know that we, we are in a season of breakthrough. So God knows exactly what he's doing. He's using you to invade the enemy's resistance. How many just feel like you're faced with so much opposition here? You're being faced with so much opposition. It's only a couple of us. Praise God. Then yours is coming. You will always be met with opposition when you're on the verge of a breakthrough. This is our season. This is our season. Are you with me? We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.